1: So wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone.
3: Welcome. Welcome
1: to Awakenings. I'm Michelle Mischet, your host and co-pilot for this adventure I also want to say hello and welcome, and thanks for always being here. Those of you that in are in the chat, the sacred space of empowerment room, also known as the place of my co-hosts, my co-hosts and collaborators, co-creators. Um, welcome everyone. Um, please let me know how the sound is. Are also my um, greetings, everyone. Greetings in the chat. Just put in the chat. I had just got back from um, getting my chai. Shout out to Tom's Roasting Company. Buy a pair of shoes, they give a pair to someone that in need. Um, or buy glasses, and they give prescription glasses for someone in need. Uh, if you want to call in, that number is three four seven five three nine five one two two, and please press one on the keypad. Uh, that lets me know that you want to. Get on air, uh, Athena. Thank you so much about the ch- sound. Appreciate it. Kind of, this is like way old school with the BTR, <laughs> but we're still here. We're still awakening and awakening. Um, again, if you're listening by phone, that's great. However, if you do have a question or a comment, please press one on your keypad. And uh, that lets me know that you have a question or a comment or, you you know, you want me to pick up. Um, again, that number is 347 539 And press 1 on the keypad to get on air. So uh, definitely getting to callers. want to let people know I do have a, a workshop this weekend, teleworkshop, so you can connect with us, join in. Anywhere in the world, Uh, if you can't make it in person, although we would love to have your input in person, um, you can always get the um, recording uh, right after our session, um, teleworkshop session, Um, I I email out the recording, so you can always just do that, do your exchange, and you will get the recording to do on your own, or you can join us this Saturday at, let me see for sure. It's at 1 p.m. Pacific time because I've been changing. It, it used to be 1.30. Yeah, 1 p.m. Pacific time, and it's mind shift. I'm going to be doing some archetypal readings. We're going to um, look at the pattern, the belief, the pattern that's been getting in your way, and we're going to give you a mind shift for it. Okay, because that's where we're at right now. That's what we're all doing. It's major mind shift time. Working with the mental energy, the mental realm. Still working with the emotional body. Um, Ah, nice mind shifting. Yes, yes. I've been big into that lately, and been doing some of that on uh, myself. And it, you know, especially those of you that have already done a lot of emotional work, or you've got a handle on your uh, family of origin patterning, ancestral patterning. generational transmission is another way that it's called when it's passed on or transmitted from generation to generation. You've either greatly reduced it um, to just get more of the ideal or more life-enhancing, or you catch yourself. So we've done a lot on the emotional astral plane. And so now it's about moving into more of the mental realm. So we tried to do mental realm before, like cognitive therapy, all that, just working cognitively. You could never do that until you handle the emotional body enough. You cannot get to the higher vibrational aspects of the mind, it just doesn't work. It's like quitting smoking or doing any substance kind of thing, and you don't address the cause, it's just the, it's just the symptom. So now we can play in the mental realm, and because you got to handle on the emotional, you can tell if something's emotional, you're not doing the, the emotional or spiritual bypass you know we don't normally do bypasses spiritually but a lot of people emotionally like to bypass and not deal so if you're if you're fluid in that area and been flexible now you can start playing w- with the mind shifting with the beliefs and seeing those more as energy you can connect to the quantum aspect of the mental realm and the beliefs that you have and see what shifts it there's always a shifter there's always an opposite or complementary we could say metaphysically it's complementary um what is that saying that every equal oh gosh action has its complementary or opposing action it's both so if i go up i have to come down so every action on the earth plane and every belief has its opposite but when we start getting to higher frequency energy, we no, look at, we no longer look at things as oppositionally because we're not only looking at two poles or two polarities. Aha! Get that, you guys? There's many, so it's complementary. So as soon as you get into those higher frequency realms, you're not st- so much stuck in, in duality. You're not playing out the extremes of the polarity like a ping pong ball. There's only two players. But when you start creating the mind shift, then you begin to get into the quantum where you recognize not only are there more than more than two uh, polarities, there are more than two dimensions. So you get out of the opposites. You get out of the binary. And that's such a big thing right now. Um, I'm so into it. I mean, I just... Years ago, I was kind of into this before people were talking about binary and not being binary, and a lot of people look at it, you know, of course, with gender issues. I'm looking at it more from universal energy and, and, you know, causal points. Um, And because years ago, you know, I don't know, when I was dabbling a little bit in some computer stuff, um, it just got me that all this is predicated on zeros and ones, zeros and all these numbers. And some, some computer science friends of mine um, and techies were trying to kind of explain that to you know to me, how the basis of code is created. Um, and I guess it was when scanners came out. Remember at the grocery store when those first came out? Because I was trying to say, well, how does this work? And they were trying to explain that to me. And I was seeing it as a basis of creation and also reflection and interpretation of creation, because that's what a scanner is, right? If you put the... Whatever you put that code on something, it's reflecting that item that you're purchasing and the price, right? And I was thinking, what happens if we go beyond this? And some, oh, we never can. We never can, you know. And others said, well, well one day maybe we'll be able to. You know, it's like this mathematical equation. Any mathematicians in the house? Um, so it holds great potential when you're not locked into an either or, because the truth is, it's not either or. Um, I think, too, being multicultural, multiracial, <laughs> I don't want to be binary. I never have, you know. Um, so I always have seen every life, people, life, situations, it not just shades of gray, but just shades and hues of color with with different ways of looking at it and different options. And then, of course, studying metaphysics, spiritualism, um, you know, even in Hinduism and, you know, and other uh, spiritual teachings, they teach you to focus on the nuances, you know, and there's there's allegories, there's stories, there's parables about it, um, especially, um, you know, in, the, in more of the Eastern tradition. So it's time for just more people to wake up to this and and not only and live this and incorporate it in their life not leave, not leave it as theorism but connect into it and the way that the, the portal of the doorway is through some form of meditation or contemplation or just allowing however you do that you go for a walk you allow yourself to shift because your mind let me tell you your mind will shift it wants to shift it always wants to go uh, into what is most life-enhancing or it creates homeostasis within the body-mind system which creates the optimal balance for health wellness life enhancement thriving we stop it by our programming that's the problem we we put the halt. oh no no um you see it with babies and animal beings before they're socialized they know already you know like They'll want to go a different way. They'll want to do something else. You know, they 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 play with something or have a project, and then they want to go to something else naturally. Maybe it's a few minutes later, hours, days. They know their own timing. The little animal being doggy being will cross the street because it doesn't. It feels a disturbed energy. And what is sometimes what the people? What do the companions? The people say the you know they're taking care. Oh no, we got to go this way. We got to go that. I would, I, I would walk Yoshi a lot of times. I would just let her guide me, and invariably it would open up. I'd meet somebody, start talking to someone, see someone I hadn't seen before, because they're so connected to their higher self. They're so connected to their soul. We are taught, we are entrained. There's an, a training and an entrainment that happens. Culturally, it's inculturation, that inculcation, that we're taught to not listen to that part of us, to listen to what someone outside of us usually, some teacher, some authority figure, has said that this is the way that it is and this is the way that it is so. So all of that's getting undone right now. Big shifts energetically right now, um, I put in the chat, or oh, and by the way, White Calla Lily, I uploaded another pick-a-card. I'm doing them every Wednesday, so I'm doing uploading Thursday or Friday, so Friday for sure, Friday, so one for the week, weekend, and a a pick-a-card, and I'm going to then try to do two pick-a-cards a a week, but right now I've got one coming up every Wednesday. So if any of you are interested, or if you're new, if you're just listening and you're like, what is she talking about? My um, YouTube channel, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache, you can go there. I have um, quite a few uh, videos that I've been uh, uploading that can assist you and guide you and perhaps bring more insight. Um, so you're welcome to do that. You're also welcome to connect with me on my Patreon. We have a great group on my Patreon as well. Uh, so you can connect in with that also. Uh, let's see, White Calla Lily in the chat. Seems like this time is especially about clearing ancestral wounds. Yes, yes, it is. And ancestral wounds, if we talk about it psychologically, they're generational transmissions. We literally transmit, not just verbally, but by mostly by modeling. And then, of course, there is the, um, uh, you know, it, it gets translated energetically. It's encoded within ourselves the likes, the dislikes, the preferences, you know, um, it's energetic. So it's in our cellular structure, and then it gets also reinforced, not just what the adults or authorities in our life have said in the family, matriarchs and patriarchs, not just what they say, but also by what they show us, by what they model. So it's very, very possible to shift that. I don't, let's see, like, how are you saying? funny my daughter is learning binary in her computer science class and how to create with it i tell you it goes over my head oh i love it love it yeah well probably learning something else after <laughs> because that's going to be uh there's a next level to that but yeah um getting into the non-binary so it is possible. I I'm going to share something with you. Um by, by the way, we did get the ace of, of wands for the reading and I just tuned in, picked a card. Um I've got this new deck I'm really loving, Lightseer Tarot. Been wanting it for a while, but then I had other decks that I wanted to kind of familiarize myself with. Um yes, yeah, so one of the things that's happening, and maybe some of you notice it, you're like, gosh, the world is, there's a lot of drama, trauma, there's a lot going on, but I feel so inspired. That's, if you're feeling that, that's absolutely what you're meant to be feeling. Let me just validate it for you, acknowledge you. Um, you're not being empathetic, or not, not being empathetic. Um, you have to be where you are, and there is this call. I've been talking about it, this soul call to create co-create new realities, the new paradigm within the new paradigm. In fact, I have a video on that on my YouTube channel called The Paradigm Shift where I was interviewed. I was on a panel with um, Dr. Bruce Lipton and Andrew Harvey and others. And I talk about the um, paradigm shift. So that's of interest to you. There's a video clip of it also. So we have it in the astrology too, the Neptune in Pisces. The Uranus and Taurus, freeing up, freeing up on the earth plane. Freeing up, Taurus has a lot to do with money, but value, what we value. Luxury, it's ruled by Venus, what we love, how we love. But it's very much about practicality and also the earth plane, and also about the earthly senses, earthly delights. So there is this idea of freeing up. Whether it's energetically, different forms of energy, like monetary, where you, how you use your energy or your time, how you work, how you live on the earth, basically. So there is this idea of freeing up and doing things differently. And then that Neptune in Pisces is very creative. What do you want to create? What are your dreams? What are your visions? We are not only the dream keepers, but the dream makers. We're the makers of the dream, the new paradigm doesn't happen you know like wizard of the Oz snapping putting our you know our shoes clicking our heels it doesn't happen by wishing and wanting it happens by individuals and then small groups of people and it gathers a momentum to the critical mass a tipping point until something is a new way of being it gets instituted right So the breaking up that's happening with that Pluto and Capricorn of structures and Saturn, Saturn saying, is this working? And so many of you, many of us, are learning how to co-create or create consciously with will, intent, divine will, intent, with our soul will or individual will, from the individuated aspect of all that is that we are, to create within our own little ecosystems and then join with others. So this whole idea of being in a bubble, that's not a bad thing. Being in a bubble is not a bad thing. You are in a bubble. You have your reality by what you live, by what you've been birthed into. And your mission, so to speak, your duty of being is to respond to what is in your bubble, whether it's your mental, emotional bubble, your head space, from your own inspiration for what you receive and by your environment. What comes in your bubble? You have choose a conscious choice. You get to choose what feels fulfilling, soul aligned for me to respond to. So to me, drawing that Ace of Wands today is just, it's Ace, is new beginnings, it's vitality, it's the birth of something, it's also a, connection to spirit a spark the divine spark so many of you are feeling sparked you're feeling inspired you're feeling like now's the time to make the changes i've been wanting to make or the opening is there enough has been dismantled that i can focus on something different or focus on something differently so you know we are the ones people say the chosen ones whatever however you chosen to do what if you feel the call there's nobody doing the choosing but from a spiritual level, if you're feeling the call, then you're chosen to co-create. You know, I was in Tom's today in getting my chai, and now they let you come in the store before you had to stay outside to get your tea, and they brought it to you, or coffee, whatever you're getting. And they said, oh, yeah. Um, and I bought some little furry, little indoor-outdoor slippers <laughs> that are just that you slip on, like little mules. Um and, and and I was the first sale. They said, oh, gosh. And I said, oh, let me look around. And I said, why did you open it? And I said, well, we're just trying. We're trying to accommodate. We're just trying and seeing if this works and people can come in, look around, maybe shop, you know, if they want. And I said, well, that's a great idea. And the guy, he's like, young guy, 20-something, he's like, yeah, we're just trying but see, that's what it is. Where in your life right now can you just try? Can you just open up and say, I'm just going to try this? Or there's this opening, or I had this idea. So with that Ace of Wands energy, especially this week, I would say the next, I feel like it's happening, you know, it's not just this week or next week. This is an energy. This is a a feeling, a zeitgeist. It's in the resonant fields, this highly charged energy that if you're magnetic enough, if you're open enough, you can receive this inspiration and have inspired action. So many right now are being called to inspire inspired action. It's a time of inspired action. How many of you are feeling it? I know I am, I have been, and I find ways what helps you keep that inspiration, what helps you with the inspired action? you know, um, one thing I do is adjust reiki energy work um uh, I just got a new singing bowl, a crystal singing bowl um in the note of chord of f uh so the heart's chakra so you'll be seeing that on my youtube videos i'll be bringing that in some of you have seen my other uh singing bowls that i've used and i just sit i'll do meditation i'll do mantra meditation or you know chanting um and then sometimes i just sit with the bowl and that's my meditation the singing bowl Take the mallet and bring it around the bowl for a little bit and just watch it and breathe and then release and then let the energy work on me. Just feel the sound, the tone. Feels so good, so good. All right, Radiant Lights, we're going to get to callers. That number is 347-539-5122. I'd love to hear how you're inspired and what you're doing these days. All right, let's get to the first caller. Hello, welcome to the program. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Lee.
3: Hey, Lee. Welcome. How
1: are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you on Good. the show. Thank you. Um <clears throat> I've been feeling like a mystery man around me, and I didn't know when you might think you might actually come into my life or the timing on any of that? I am just curious. Okay, so not yet. I feel like you're feeling somebody in the etheric plane, which means yes, there is somebody for you. Right now, it shows a lot to do with your life, career, Um, big destiny issue, like where are you going and what's important for you. So there's something – let's see. Now, there could be someone that you – I don't know, maybe around Sag time, Sagittarius time. There could be someone that you meet – oddly enough, like they could have children or you have children, and they could – Think you're feeling, I don't know if this is the person because I, I feel like there could be somebody before you meet, the one you partner with, but I definitely feel you out somewhere. It could be like a park. You could be on a swing or you could be on a swing with the kids or he, he has kids or both of you have kids. Um, you could be just taking some time off and just hanging out. I also do feel a couple people perhaps online, but they feel more like um, – it's so weird, I wanted to say uh, like the word I'm hurting is psychic buddies, so I don't know what that's a soul psychic means Latin word coming from the soul um, let's see if it's this year, definitely people in and out, and it may be more online. But I do feel there is someone that you're going to meet in person. And I definitely feel it's still cooler weather. So I don't know if it's going to be December, January, into February, but I definitely do feel that there is somebody that is around you. Um, And interesting, I feel dark hair, um, kind of tall. There's somebody with lighter hair, like a – Light brown or medium, more blondy has kind of blondy streaks. Um, one of the people I don't feel is in the is in the area. I feel like you you meet them somehow en route, but I do feel okay. like you're feeling it because you're you're getting prepared mentally, emotionally. You're getting prepared, doing your own healing and empowerment. And there's something also that you're focusing on in your kind of career, work, or self expression, artistic expression. There's something that you're focused on that starts shifting your energy um maybe you want to do my mind shift that'll help you okay all right lee i hope that helps you
3: thank you so much yes it did thank Thank you
1: you.
4: appreciate it i will bye-bye okay
1: bye hi welcome to awakenings you're on air
4: hey thank you for taking my call hi who's this uh my name is michelle
1: hey michelle Nice.
4: Hey! <laughs> <You're receptive>. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> What's it's your question? Okay. Cool. Uh, my yeah. question is, is um, I'm wanting to sell my house in the future, and so I'm slowly going through things and what I want to keep and yep. what I don't. And but what do you see me selling my house for? What do I see? Yeah, I'm wanting to. S- I don't even know the price range that I'll even get for it. I haven't really got that far yet, but I'm just explaining. I know that's why that's crazy. not really
1: a psychic question. I do see you selling it, but I do see you have a lot of stuff to go through. So I feel like it's a whole process, and you're really having to um, get rid of a lot of stuff. Really pare down is what I'm hearing. Um, there is some painting or p- minor stuff that I feel ha- will that you'll be doing. I feel like there's more traction, or more probably January, February on it. Okay.
4: Uh huh. So
1: do you do you have a lot of stuff in the house, or a lot of boxes, or knickknacks, well, or something?
4: Is, what what is, it is, my dream? My dream is to, to was to be on the water in my sailboat, and it took us four years to do the sailboat, and my oh. hands have got rheumatoid I've got rheumatoid arthritis, and so I can't work the sails. So I'm going to sail the sailboat and I'm not going to give up my dream. I'm going to go to a houseboat because I won't have to worry about doing the sails. So oh, I have nice. everything in my house to go to a houseboat. That's why but it's been my dream since I was young. And, um, and so that's my plan.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. I, a dear a friend of mine had a houseboat in, and I spent time with in on the Thames in, um, in England. Um, and I just loved it. They have these big barge houseboats. Yeah, it was nice. So you will, but I feel like it's a process, it's, so it's not going to happen overnight. I do see the move, but there's a lot of getting rid of stuff, packing. Uh, yeah, there's you got a lot to, to do, but I do see you attaining that dream of yours. I definitely do.
4: Oh, it's a lot to think about. I mean, you have mixed emotions sometimes, but it's like, No, I want to do this. I've wanted to do it my whole life, and I've backed down before, you know. And uh, this time, I'm like, this time around, I got the energy, and I'm going for it. And I'm just got a lot, a lot to go through. Mm Mhm.
1: Yeah, you can always. I just lost a bunch of stuff that was taken for in a, you know, a few months. Well, actually, in the middle of COVID, it was like all this stuff that I had uh, in storage saved, and uh, someone was taking care of it, and it just disappeared i had all my stuff all picture everything so and i've lived overseas i think twice so i've had to get rid of a lot of stuff oh, and wow. it's worth it i think you're gonna like it michelle i think you're gonna like it i think focus on that dream follow through on it i do see it coming through for you um but like i said it's it's you're in a process of it this whole letting
4: go you know yeah exactly it is it's a lot letting go <laughs> But Mm -hmm. I'm I'm excited at the same time, and I'm not going to rush myself. I'm just going to slowly go through each little thing, cabinet a day, you know. (laughs) Good,
1: good. All right. Well, keep us posted. We'd love to see uh, how you're doing and when you get on the boat.
4: Thank you you for the positive energy. I needed that.
1: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Talk to you later. Bye.
4: You have a blessed one. Thank you.
1: You too. Blessings. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi there, Michelle. It's Hannah. It's so nice to speak with you again. Hi, Hannah. Welcome. So, wow, what you were saying at the start really spoke to me. Um, Oh, good. I'm in a place where we spoke a couple of years ago now where you were helping me decide between two different book contracts Mm -hmm. and I'm in a similar place now. My second novel is just about done. But I keep feeling like it's done and then taking it back, feeling like it's done and then taking it back. Um, So a lot of, like, divine timing in questions. And then Mm. at the same time, I feel sort of overflowing with, like, new projects and Mm -hmm. old projects Mm -hmm. and things that I had thought about in a different context. So last night, um, I just wanted to share, I've been trying to, like, Tell me. think about what I can do with all my creative energy. I found one of those, like, old phone number Rolodexes.
1: And oh. now I'm writing
2: all of my projects down.
1: Because Perfect. I've been
2: having just, like, some trouble sorting, like, future stuff. Hello,
1: did we lose you? what? That just
2: doesn't need me.
1: Yeah. Wait, so you what? You wiggled you is, out. Okay. What did you say? I, I didn't hear the right before before the last sentence you said. I didn't hear it somehow. The, the oh, you, we lost. Like yeah.
2: Some time I feel like as like a creative channel coming to my mind that are not mm-hmm. mine to make. And like mm-hmm. learning what's mine and what's not mine has been a process. So I feel like these note cards in the old phone, redact, will help me um, parse through. This needs me now. This doesn't need me. Uh, but my question for you today is like messages about this next book. Will should I try to stay with my um, current? publisher I've been feeling like I want to go maybe to a bigger press Um, Mm is the book done yeah any sort of messages around that would be great
1: well first of all you're making this I wouldn't make these decisions right now because you're we've got Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde I'd wait till the you know after the 13th of next month um maybe towards right. the mid or end or or sagittarius time would even be better so end of the end of okay. the month into this december because i do okay. feel like and you're so right a lot of times i can't tell you how many downloads how many things i get a lot of times i end up giving them to my clients they they're, they come through for in session for other people or if you're very open you just can pick up next things that are happening you know next yeah whether you want to do it or not. I do feel you may change uh, publishers, but I don't know if I feel that it's now for some reason. I feel like mm. uh, there may there may be um, – did you write a book series? Because I keep hearing a book series. No, but
2: that's a fascinating thing. Um, my book is being um, considered to be made into a TV show. Oh, maybe
1: that's what I'm picking up. Okay. Yeah. So that might be the game changer for you because there's something about a series Uh that I feel that is going to Uh come around for you. Um, Let's see. What's the best perception on it? Well, yeah, it's saying yes about the publisher. So are you not happy with them?
2: Here's the thing, that I love them so much and they have already tried to buy the second book from me. And I Uh, actually took it back and said that I need more time because I just don't, you know, they're small and they're so great. uh, And I feel very like aligned with them in terms of consciousness, but I feel um, I want to be able to support myself. So Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I don't know if I'm like a, not, I would look around like before a you make. Standpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Before you make a yes or no, I would I would research other publishers and see if there's somebody more aligned to your next level. Because I do see you at some yeah. point moving on, whether whether it's this book, or another one, or this book, and then there's a series, and then you get a, a, a publisher, a manager. There is somebody else I feel that is around you that's, meant to help you and I don't mean around I don't even think you know this individual this company or but they're right. in your they're in your sphere they're in your orbit so it's not that far off um but yeah I would um let's see and then it's, It's almost finished. There's a little bit more, but don't do too much more. It's either editing or cleanup, okay. or there's one last little bit that you, that you keep yes. going back yes, to, yes, yes. and that's that's what yes. yeah, that's it. That's what you need to focus on. Just that right. last but little bit. But there's
5: no
2: major structural changes. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is what I
1: thought. No. Yeah, oh, you were right. Great.
5: All right, Hannah, keep
2: it oh, posted. I love hearing so everybody's much,
1: got good stuff going on. You're so welcome. Want to see how it all unfolds? Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You too. Big hug. Big hug. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, if you're in the chat or perhaps you're listening by phone or computer and you're wanting to call in, if you're listening by phone, press 1 on your keypad. That lets me know you have a question or a comment or you want a reading. And if you're on computer in the chat, the number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on the keypad. Um, okay somebody in the chat who is in the chat Hemethyst42 Michelle I did a reading with you recently and you mentioned that I'm moving wasn't planning to then but I'm moving in a couple weeks well that's why it's called psychic <laughs> foretelling and prediction um, also selling most of my things and feeling really good about purging some items and their energies yay very very cool so let me know your name in the chat. Who because you did a reading with did you call in? I'm glad I was accurate. Um, wasn't planning to. So that you must have been divinely guided somehow. Something guiding you. Something divinely guiding you. All right, let's get to the next caller. Hello, welcome to Awakenings, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. It's Gail. Hey Gailie, how are you?
0: Good. I'm calling you today because I wanted to see if I could get some insight from you after um losing um our dog on Sunday to an unfortunate accident what? and it's been really oh, difficult no, no. Oh, um, no. adjusting to it. But you know, you get it's like a part of what you were saying really is <gasps> <far as> just <sighs> the mind shift, you know. And mm-hmm. Oh, really God, I'm so, so
1: sorry. Oh, gosh. I'm still grieving Yoshi, so I can't even tell you. I'll have bouts of crying. I did this morning, in fact. Well, and I I oh, I know. Oh, I know. It's so, so weird
0: because I'm still looking but yours for was him unexpected. even I know he's gone. Right. It
2: was yours so was unexpected, unexpected,
0: and we weren't able oh. to say goodbye to him. They wouldn't let us in with him in the emergency hospital, and it was very devastating. But oh. I know that there's always, you know, two sides to all of this and Well let's look at see. I was see. hoping just to look, you know connecting with you. Now is he seeing...
1: black? I get black, maybe black and white or light, yeah, light
0: he's, he's white, he's or black and white or brown or something. Black okay, no, let he's me see. Here black
1: is. he is. Black and white, okay. Um mm. Okay, very shocking. He got out of his body pretty quickly, saying, um, "He's saying you're moving on, though. There's something about moves or moving." Um, oh, did he run somewhere or run out somewhere?
0: I don't know what happened because I was in the house when it happened. All I know is okay. Don came in and told me he ran okay. over him, which is just really freaky because he always ran out of the way and got the other dogs out of the way of any car that was coming in the driveway. So I don't know what happened. Yeah.
1: And how old was he? 14. Like, a, like a, okay, 13?
0: 14. Okay.
1: Four, that's it. Okay. Okay, so this is what he's saying. Okay, okay, it makes sense. So, because um, I was going to say he seems like an older, older dog. Um, yeah. Okay, is that true? You want me to say? That? Okay. Um, he had cancer. Oh. This was a way to opt out to not have an extended. Um, so, yes, it was an accident, but I almost feel like he ran to something or ran, um, there's some disorientation that happened. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he was already, oh, oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, I see why. Okay. Hmm. All right. So one thing is there's disorientation. So he got confused. He was okay. starting to have some kind of dementia, or he already had it, is what I'm hearing.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Something also with the ears and the hearing. But yeah, I also he he, hear. that's why. See, I know. I also feel he could have been in a new environment. so something new. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or you're. Or you're going to be in a new environment. There's a move. He's saving you from having to. Um, it wasn't his uh, dharma. You know what's very interesting? He's got a very Buddha
0: energy around him. It's very bizarre. Oh my god, that's, feel, that's the hardest. I miss that energy so much.
1: Oh, he's yeah, because he he brought you a lot of peace and a lot of grounding, <laughs> and he's saying you you've you have that within you. You've developed that within you now. His dharma, this is the words he's telling me, his dharma was not to go through an extended, um, because I do feel he's telling me, had you known about the, um, the cancer, you would have taken him to the vet, you probably would have had surgery, or you would have had some procedures. He did not want to go through that. He did not want, right. so there's a combination. His timeline Yes, in a way, it was an accident. He was disorientated. I feel like he yeah. couldn't hear. His eyes were getting right. bad too. So confusion, right. disorientation, not hearing. Um, I feel yeah. he probably jumped out somewhere or jumped into something or in front of something. But okay. also, there is was cancer forming um, tumor. was there uh, something okay. about the throat or on one side, once between the throat and the shoulder? and um and something also going on with his leg, the back leg. Um yes. is that true? Okay. So so in the timeline in a way, yes on a, some level to accident on the human level, but his timeline um, was like I'm I I don't want to go through something prolonged.
0: gosh, prolonged. that's so odd. Because I felt that all day Sunday, but I didn't really know why. I thought maybe he just didn't want to suffer with his back legs giving out and all the rest oh, yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, back but legs. Just,
1: oh, that's I what I'm kept, picking up.
0: Yeah, but I yes. just kept getting that he didn't want to go through prolonged, you know, whatever you want to call it, prolonged
4: yeah. agony
0: of that all. I didn't even know there was cancer, so that all makes some sense now for yeah. I knew it would.
1: Yeah, the legs, the cancer, but also he was just the the, um, disorientation, confusion and disorientation and not hearing. Yeah, that's
0: what I figured. I figured he didn't hear, right?
1: Yeah, it's almost like someone says, go to the left, go, and then, you know, sometimes we all do this. It doesn't matter any age. Sometimes you just like we call it dyslexia oh i, I thought i was oh, moved to the left but i moved to the right why did i do that so there was some little blip like that some disorientation yeah. that was going on um, it's funny i see rabbit a rabbit around him or rabbits that's interesting mm, i don't that's
0: know if heard me.
1: rabbits what what is it
0: i said that's funny about the rabbits?
1: yeah there's rabbits around him um there's going to be a rabbit. I feel like a rabbit around him. Yeah, so that's, um, and by the way, you know, animal beings, they don't necessarily think that. It's like that's his enc- his time frame, his encoding. Right. And, um, okay. That's, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I just, oh, just tells my heart, just tears my heart. You know,
0: it was really difficult. It's been really difficult, but I really appreciate your insight. Thank you so much for your help.
1: You're welcome. I'm glad you called in. Oh. Thank you, Bye. Bye. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air.
5: Hi, Michelle. This is Mary Collins. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hey. I'm doing great. Um, thank you for taking my call. I had a question. I'm dealing with a little bit of a property dispute right now and a plan for... That uh, in my city where they want to put a big highway right on top of my hemp farm. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. upset about it. And I'm trying to fight the good fight and do the things that I think I need to do. But I also feel like this could be like a karmic um, lesson as well. Cause me and my family are all in it together. And I feel like we've protected land potentially in the past together and we're doing it again. So I just wanted to see if you could like, you know, tune in to, what's kind of going on, see if we're on the right track or if there's any, you know, guidance for us.
1: Let's see. And what do you want to know if you should be doing this? Yes, yeah, we should should be
5: fighting, and we might have to take it to a legal case. And I'm just, I'm just wondering if, I mean, I think we're pretty early in the stages right now. It could change, um, but it doesn't look. Well, it shows you're on thing. the right,
1: um, right track. It shows you're on the right track, if that makes – that, does that answer your question? Whatever the, you have set up is the right track, but it is also showing you have to go step by step. There's yes. like no jumping <laughs> ahead, right? Yes, I feel that.
5: Okay. It's a, it's a monotonous – it's like a paperwork thing or something.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So as you follow through on that, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect.
0: Okay. All right, That's Mary. Good. Keep well, us
1: posted. We'll... <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll keep doing it. Thanks, Michelle. You're so welcome. Okay. I think we have time Bye. for one more caller, and then we have our guest coming on at twelve fifty for our Awakening Dialogue. And if uh, you want to stick around for that as well. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on air.
3: Hi. Hi, Michelle.
4: Hi. Can you Remember hear my me?
3: I can.
2: My name's LaDonna. I'm so excited I got
0: through.
2: Oh, LaDonna, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have a question. I'm in a new
0: relationship, and I wanted to see,
1: do you see it lasting long term? I'm feeling it's a good match for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah take it. Let's see what's best respect you're You're also gonna learn something different about this person and it yeah it says be positive, be hopeful, step by step persevere may not it may take time is what I'm hearing, but I feel like there's there's either something the two of you are sharing philosophically. There's some kind of kindred spirit or um you know you may become what
0: is it? Oh, I'm sorry. That was my my GPS.
1: Ah, uh, okay. I'm like, okay, who? Now, what's that? Another no. question? No. Um. Yeah. So, just take it bit by bit. Take it slow. But there is some kind of expansion. Some kind of learning. I think you have to turn your you have to turn your uh, computer down because uh, right? I'm hearing you. Yeah. So. Uh, You're helping each other kind of grow or some kind of new idea or way of living. There's some kind of expansion in the spiritual, philosophical aspect of your life um, through this individual. Or you may find you're both on the same page, you know, and you can inspire each other. Oh, I didn't think of that, or thank you, or some kind of support. Definitely a different relationship than what you've had in the past is what I'm showing. So um, just let it unfold just as you are and enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I think we lost our caller. Um, Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Oh, what a day. Okay. So we have with us today Elizabeth Lesser. Um, Elizabeth Lesser is the author of several best-selling books, including Broken Open, How Difficult Times Can Help Us Grow, Marrow, Love Loss, and What Matters Most. Her recent book, Cassandra speaks, when women are storytellers, the human story changes is what we're going to be diving into today. Um, this book will be released September 15th, so it's out now. Um, Elizabeth is also the co-founder of Omega Institute, recognized internationally for popular TED Talks, and one of Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul 100, which everyone knows is a collection of a hundred leaders who are using their voices and talent to elevate, Humanity. Let's give a warm welcome to Elizabeth Lesser. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to the program. It's great to have you with us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What a powerful um, book title, for one thing, and um, so true. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to. Yeah, I know, right? I, when I read it, I was like, "Oh, this is very powerful." Because I You're feel like, like now I don't even of...
3: have to read the book. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, right. <laughs> I read <remember> the title, <laughs> um, but but also to me, it kind of, it really speaks to what's happening currently, um, and and it's kind of been sneaking up maybe the last five six years. Not that women haven't been more prominent or storytellers. Or coming out more, but there seems to be a shift in the zeitgeist right now where there is this energy of people looking around for female voices, women voices, mm-hmm. or what is your take on this? Um, let me ask you, did you were you getting that when you wrote the, the book when you started writing? Were you sensing something a, a shift as as
3: well? Well, I've been sensing the shift for. A couple of decades, actually, Um, even though change is slow, as we know, especially slow to change thousands of years' worth of of imprinting Mm -hmm. on on the human psyche. So change is slow, but still I've I've been sensing it. And one of the reasons is because I've been curating a conference uh, called Women and Power, at Omega mm. Institute for the past 20 years, asking the question, you know, when I first did the first one 20 years ago, I organized it because putting those two words together, women in power, made yeah. me uncomfortable, made everybody uncomfortable. Mm. Like, ooh, shh, don't say you're a woman who wants power. Shh. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to put it together to ask the question of women leaders from all different spheres, um, could we do power differently Is it, if all we do is get our foot in the door and then just once we get in the room turn into the very people we don't want to be? What's the point of that? Can we Can we do it differently? Can we redefine what a courageous mm-hmm. human being, a hero, looks like? So I've been asking the question for years and talking to really wonderful, powerful, beautiful women and men, and so, I, yeah, I have been sensing it. I wrote the book because I am sensing it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, you said something I feel very
1: that's very poignant, and is a kind of a turning point. Is yes, there has been women in power, or this this idea of it. Um, I can remember marching with Jane Fonda for women's rights in my women's studies class. You know, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. LGBT, everybody was in there. women and LGBT. Um, but you said differently, because what, is ha- what has happened, I think we even saw this politically, which could be a whole other topic, but um, with women having to do it in the what we might call more male-dominated or what is what we would call uh, you know, an, an traditional or old paradigm uh, mm-hmm. gender roles or patriarchal, however you want to coin it, that, and I sense something different now, because I do feel that many women, and I've seen it, I've worked with clients that, you know, work with big organizations, and it it might as well be the old model, it's just coming out of a, of a body that's called a woman.
3: Right. Something's yeah, changing, like, though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I think maybe you and your listeners will relate to this. I, I you know, I've been now on a virtual book tour for the past month and you you say some things to some people and some programs and not to others, but I think to you and your listeners, I can say that um what's it's, it's a it's a spiritual change that's happening. It's an inner change ah. that's happening to to women and therefore mm. to the culture. So Of course, it's so understandable that in order for women to enter the workplace, to become leaders, to have more equality in the home and the family, we've had to sort of develop those tougher skills. Let's call them Mm -hmm. the more masculine side of ourselves. But Mm -hmm. I think so many of us have discovered, oh, no, I don't want to, you know, as Nietzsche said, be careful when fighting monsters, you don't turn into one. It's like, mm-hmm. I would watch myself mm. at work, sometimes at home, like, oh, no, I'm I'm turning into the patriarchy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think, I've been, yeah, we've all been there, yeah. And, and, like, it's not that those skills of, like... Um, more aggressive, strategizing, getting, getting yourself strong and boundaries. It's not that those are bad or wrong; it's that they're imbalanced. And yeah. the qualities that women have, whether it's through nurture or nature, this this ability to connect with other people, to include, to care. To, to associate heroics with the ability to communicate lovingly and clearly, um, we we kind of were leaving them behind in order to enter the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think as we become more secure in who we are as women, we say, I don't want to leave that behind. Some of that's mm-hmm. the best of me, and the world needs it desperately after millennia of an imbalanced uh, way of of defining what it means to be a hero, what it needs to lead. So, I think we're beginning to not turn into that which we are fighting, but to actually transform power itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. And You know, Native American tradition would call
1: it a balanced shield. So it sounds like from what you're saying, because before the shadow aspect obviously was playing out, and it sounds like. By what you're sharing there, that instead of leaving those traits at home or hidden, it's like no, I'm going to bring those forward with the leadership. I'm not going to. I'm going to be logic and reason. I can analyze,
0: mm-hmm, but I also mm-hmm.
1: can be intuition and feeling and compassionate. And you
3: know, powerful. They, the um, you know, the way we say under stress and trauma and duress, human beings either do f- flight or fight. Mm-hmm. Now, they, 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 quote, unquote, discovered, a, a woman researcher, Shelley Taylor at UCLA, realized in, in the early 2000s that all of the um, studies done on asking the question, how do people react under stress, they were all done on men. They started in the 1930s, and over the years they were either done on men or male rats or monkeys or, you know, there was mammals and humans tests being done. What what do humans do when stressed? They either fight, attack, or they flee. They disconnect. Mm -hmm. And Shelley Taylor decided she would start doing those studies on women and, and female animals, and that's not what she found in general. She found that under-stress women tend and befriend, not fight or flight, mm-hmm. tend and befriend, meaning they tend to the vulnerable, they take care of the children and the old people, and they befriend. They try to create communities of belonging so that the necessity to fight isn't there. So mm-hmm. when I learned that, I I started thinking... If those old stories had included women's instincts, we wouldn't only define heroes as like the swashbuckling lone wolf, mm-hmm. uh, winner-takes-all, warring warrior. Some of that might have been in the stories, but so would dignifying care, making mm-hmm. love and community and belonging be as cool and, and heroic as the more warrior-type archetypes. So that's why I say if women were the storytellers, the human story would change. We live by those old stories of the warrior, but there could have been so many other stories. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So changing that
1: narrative, it's opening it up to other ways to be that, that warrior. That warrior can show up in a lot of different ways depending on what's needed.
3: Yeah, it's and it's really interesting fight. to me that we even use the word warrior. And I've used it mm-hmm. as much as anyone—spiritual warrior, warrior yep, pose yep. in yoga. Mm-hmm. But it's an, it's interesting that that's what our language uses to describe courage, especially since the yeah. word courage means in the ancient in the old French from the heart from the heart and yeah. core. Um, I, I I just find that all of the language we use and the metaphors, mm-hmm. so many of them are violent, they're sports, they're yeah. but metaphors about like bringing people together, nurturing, caring. I I I want them to to become our metaphors as much as the warrior. Uh, I love that. I love it. You know, I've always had a little button about that, spiritual
1: warrior. and then Me now they, uh, they updated it. They updated it now to spiritual gangster. And I'm like, people wearing that t-shirt, no judgment on anybody wearing it, but I just can't. I'm like, someone said, oh, you I should know. hashtag this spiritual gangster. And I'm like, no, I don't I, want to be I, one. I, 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 no, I see <laughs> machine guns of the 30 in my head. I can't, you know, or... I I, of-
3: I try not to be like a uh, language police, but I yeah. as I as I was writing the book, I started questioning so much. Like, I don't want to call a friend "kick ass." She's so kick ass. Yeah. Why am I doing that? Like, so many words <laughs> are are just
4: uh, they're powerful. So, though
1: people, if you start studying
3: derivate, like you said, from the heart,
1: Korus, You know, the coming from the heart with courage. Yeah. Um, now let me ask you because you use Cassandra speaks. Is that based on is there the the metaphor? Is that based on the um, I think it
3: was the ancient Greek and Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, Cassandra was the Greek um, princess, the the princess from Troy who, <coughs> excuse me, um, who was given the gift of prophecy by the. the god apollo she didn't understand it came with a price he wanted to have sex with her and when she rebuffed him he was furious so he he Mm. said you still will be able to see into the future but no one will believe your prophecy (laughs) oh excuse me i'm drinking a glass of water here so as i was writing the book Oh, gosh, I, I took some water down the wrong. That's okay. I always
1: do that with my tea. Drinking <laughs> tea sometimes, the little particles of the tea,
3: so I get it. I'm always
1: coughing. And oh, I gosh. Them, I had my green tea today, so now i got to have the water to wash it down.
3: Yeah. All right, I'm better. Um, okay. Anyway, okay. as I was writing the book, all of the Me Too movement was really blossoming, and I was especially struck by those young athletes, those young um, um, Olympic gymnasts who had been sexual by by their coach's doctor, you know, Dr. Nasser, I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, And they for 40 plus years they had he had been molesting women and they had gone to their mothers, their coaches, the Olympic committee, their colleges and they had told the truth. They knew what was happening to them, but no one believed them. And I thought, this has been women's stories forever, whether it was Eve or Pandora or Cassandra. Um, words have been put in our mouth. We ha- we, what we know is true in our bones is not valued. And so mm-hmm. I want to change the endings of all of those old stories.
1: Wow, that is so powerful. <clears throat> And that you gave that, that name, Cassandra Speaks. Because in a way it's also saying if you, even if you aren't believed to speak up and to trust what you know. And that to me yeah. is a big part of power, is that empowerment and power is trusting oneself and the ability to, to speak.
3: Yeah, and knowing that once you do, it may not be comfortable, you may have to mm. lose that part of what we think we're supposed to be as women, nice, conciliatory, don't make too many waves, don't, you know, bring you know, always be the harmonizer. We might not be able yeah. to always be that, and that's so uncomfortable for us. We want to be liked, but mm-hmm. I have discovered in my own life that being liked and being Kind are two different things. we can be strong and powerful and kind, but we may not always be liked.
0: Mm.
1: well, that really changes the narrative i mean that and the story <laughs> the the whole story not just the narrative the whole story starts changing um, with that permission you know or understanding
3: mhm, mhm. I mean, I'm sure you experience that in your own work and speaking truths that maybe other people, you know, don't know where it's coming from or believe, but you go into your bones and you you check yourself and you're like, okay, do I know this? Am I doing this Mm -hmm. for a good reason? Are my intentions Mm -hmm. pure and clear? Um, The world needs me to do this now and Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. It takes a lot of courage.
1: Mm, it does. And thank goodness for confirmations
3: because otherwise
1: a lot of I wouldn't even uh, necessarily believe. Um, but, Elizabeth, I also find this happening, I feel like, with a lot of people on a personal level and this idea of speaking up or speaking one's truth or speaking what one sees, that somehow it disrupts the pattern. And it's interesting, you said the harmonizer is I think sometimes even amongst friendships, sometimes women have that role, even with in the family. You know mm-hmm. the, the the right the office amongst their own friends, and so sometimes to speak up or speak out, um, it, it's like there's this code, this unspoken code of you know almost like don't don't ruffle feathers. You know, be mm-hmm. supportive, but but don't ruffle feathers. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And what do you is, is there a, is there a remedy like for people that are listening right now, especially women? Is there a remedy to get? We said uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But is mm-hmm. there a remedy mm-hmm. or a way to start integrating that more in one's life?
3: Yeah. Well, speaking. first, first, it's really important to know that part of. The beautiful quality of, of women in our desire not to hurt and in our desire to harmonize and to include. It, it's mm. a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. We don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, you know, we see what's happening in the world now where everyone with a Twitter finger can say the meanest, cruelest, yes. crudest things. We don't, that, that does not equal speaking your truth. You know, um, so I, I I just want to be clear that there is a a time to speak firmly and there is a time to listen, and uh, mm-hmm. I I believe women's capacity to listen is nothing we should throw out. It's mm-hmm. um, it's a holy sacred quality. So, but. When you do check in with yourself and get quiet and know that, no, you know what? What I want to say in my workplace is good for me, it's good for other people here, and it's good for the bottom line and the progress of my, I'm saying workplace now. It could be in your family. It could be anywhere. But I'm saying the, I'm just picking that. You know, checking in with yourself, maybe checking in with a few other people you trust in your workplace, not being shy to say, what do you think about this? I've been thinking this. What do you think about it? Getting some kind of like, as you say, validation from other people, strength in numbers, and then checking, is my reluctance to talk because... I'm afraid people are going to think I'm the agitator. They're not going to like me. My mother mm-hmm. always told me be a lady, that kind of thing. Is that why I'm not talking? Or is this really not the best time to do it? Or uh, all sorts of, like, being honest with yourself. But if if you really have checked your intention and you know it's good mm-hmm. and you're not going to lose your job, because sometimes you need to think, you know, tactically, but... Um, mm-hmm. I also like to think of the heroes I think of, the people who have spoken truth to power in a way that that works, like Miss Rosa Parks, let's say. She spoke Mm -hmm. truth to power by taking a seat she deserved. She didn't hurt anyone in doing it. She wasn't violent. She didn't even use her voice. She used her Mm -hmm. body. And Mm -hmm. I... When I have to make a decision like that, is it time for me to speak out? I will often go to her in my mind and other um, people who have spoken truth to power in ways that were as inclusive and kind as possible, and I'll pray to them, and I'll just say, guide me, guide my steps. Mm, I like that. So bringing some
1: form of contemplation in to check, you know, are we – are we just triggered? Do we need to do some inner right. work? Or is this the time and how can I do this? Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, bringing some sacredness to the um, interaction, you know, what, whatever it is um, and wherever it is, it's it's not, you know, jumping in, which I think a lot of happens with that part of healing where people a lot of times just, you know, I've never spoke my feelings, and now everything's about their feelings.
3: You know, that is, it that can be part of that the healing process. Right, right. I, I I made up a name when I was writing the book because I've been an activist my whole life. I've worked for all sorts of causes, and I have, I, you know, I can get carried away with myself, anger, righteous indignation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came up with another word innervist. I'm both an activist and an innervist. And an innervist is someone who looks within also and says, am I blaming someone because I'm too afraid to look at myself? Do I need to take responsibility for this as opposed to always projecting it outward? Um am I rushing a proce- process here? Am I um getting ahead of of myself? Emotionally, so sometimes it really helps to be in therapy, to have a meditation practice, um, mm-hmm. meditation just being the ability to pause before reacting. Um, that's why I think the strongest uh, activists that we admire the most, the Dr. Kings of the world, were very spiritual people, very mm-hmm. self-aware people. Mm-hmm. Mar- uh, Nelson
1: Mandela. Uh, right Gandhi. yeah the ones that pause i like that because that's also tapping into the feminine power empowerment whether in a male body or female body is that ability to pause either go with it ego out of the way yes be receptive to what's actually going on um, instead of having this like constant forward movement to try to wrap this up or I got to say this, go on the next page yeah. or, you know, not have the ambiguity. Yeah. Um, so that is very powerful that you mentioned that, that this, I like that, the inner vis, this, this going within. Um, do you think, do you feel in your life, have you, do you feel that's part of your empowerment and and do you see that? I know people always talk so cliche superpowers, but it's for lack of a better word right now or way of looking at it. I, I do feel we have these, there are these things in our toolkit, our wheelhouse, that we, do you see this as something that um, is beneficial and has been a beneficial tool for you in all that you've done, the work that you've done? The
3: the the innervism, so to speak? Yes. 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 Absol- absolutely, 100%. And it's obviously Beginning to be recognized, or we wouldn't have mindfulness up the wazoo apps and yes. courses yeah. and in education and business and sports, this this capacity to um, look at oneself honestly and identify the different voices in your head. you know is that my my ego that that just wants to get ahead no matter what? Is that my shy um, imposter syndrome that so many women have? Like I I can't, I'm, you know, even though we're smart and capable, constantly doubting ourselves, just separating out all of those voices, which is what inner work allows us to do, and and shuffling through all that and finding our, our true self, our strong self, our kind and loving and powerful self, it's a lot of sifting through other voices that do, can dominate our consciousness. So yes, mm-hmm. as a leader, as a writer, as a mother and a wife, and all the things I am, I, I find it so helpful to have a spiritual practice. I agree,
1: so agree. I think, and then hearing you say this with the work that you do, that you're bringing that in and you're seeing that part of the power, um, I feel is is very. Um, you know noteworthy, like okay, this is you know a a valid aspect,
3: um, you know that's so interesting. I so relate to you saying that like we we so one of the 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 challenges of being a woman is that we feel somehow invalid, like
0: mm-hmm. always
3: needing to validate yeah. ourselves. And why wouldn't we? It's because we've been told from our earliest uh, origin sister, Eve, that we were born, we were created second, but we were the first to mm. sin. And so yeah. we're untrustworthy. Who would want to trust someone who listened to a snake and drove us out of paradise? like that, And that sticks to us. It sticks to us. She's just yes. one of stories like that. And so we, we, we invalidate ourselves because somewhere mm-hmm. deep inside we believe that. And, and getting rid of that voice is, a, is an inside job, this, mm-hmm. this coming home to the validity of ourself. Why? Cause we are, because we are a good human being just like our brother's. We we start out in goodness. We do not start out in sin just because we're a woman. Mhm. Yeah. Well, to have you on
1: for that whole that well the, the, that whole you know interpretation of that original sin and the the woman bringing the wisdom with the darn apple. You know, metaphorically, it's the it's the wisdom the woman brings, but it somehow got you know got a little twisted. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> a lot <of> twisted. So. <laughs> You don't happen. yeah, I think the last show, I think last pie, I was talking about that because i had done a workshop and I brought it up, and I said, oh, that that apple, you know, we, we have the wisdom, we got to reclaim that, um, which is yeah. something you do in your book, by the way, which I love. You do go through these ancient stories and texts, and um you know, whether it's the, the guiding story of eve, and um, and one of my faves, oh my gosh, that you go. Um, Pygmalion,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Galatea and Pygmalion, this whole makeover and redo, which is a bit another button of mine, um, and I was a model at one point, but, I, but it didn't bother me. Things went over my head if they said something, oh, you look this or you look that way. I was like, ah, I had my spirituality. But not everyone has that.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: do you make of this? You talk about this, this whole makeover, reality, um, this this arbitrary molding of of what one should look like to be not only beautiful but then successful. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you make of it from the context of your research and your book, and any insight into the way to unravel from that or
3: begin the unwinding or unraveling
1: mm-hmm.
3: from that? Well, any woman who's listening can't relate to the story of, of Pygmalion and Galatea, I say kudos to you because you're way ahead of me. I, I I suffer from this, I think, as much as anyone, although I I am working on it and doing better than I used to, and that is, you know, the story, very briefly, Pygmalion was a sculptor, but he and most mm-hmm. of the men in his ancient Greek village, city, Cyprus, um, thought women were somehow physically tarnished. There was something something wrong with the female body, something sinful, something they were always, they were tempting men to do bad things just by having breasts and just by having bodies. And so he just, he couldn't handle real women anymore. He locked himself in his studio and he sculpted the perfect woman out of white ivory and she was thin, and she was noble, and she was pure, and she was a virgin, and she was not a whore like the rest of the real women. And the God smiled on him and made her come alive, and he fell in love with her and married her. And forever we live that story that yeah. there's something kind of wrong with our bodies. They're too round, they're too erotic. Yeah we must cover them, we must protect ourselves from men by covering ourselves instead of like just being our beautiful, glorious selves. We should be thin, we should starve ourselves, Um, we we shouldn't love our bodies. And when you don't love something, you don't want to take care of it. Like we take care of our children. That's interesting. That's We take interesting care of our, our children because at... we, yeah. we love them. We take care mm-hmm. of our cars even because we love them. If we don't love that's like the first law of healing. love, mm. love your body. love it, just the way it is, even if it's overweight, even if it's sluggish, mm. and even if you're not like the white, pure. Blonde, you know, vision we're supposed to be, start loving exactly who you are right now. And mm-hmm. that is a miracle. You want to care for what you love. Now, this is a hard order. It's hard to love myself when I'm, like, busting out of my oh. jeans. And I think instead of, like, buying a bigger pair of jeans, like a, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> It,
1: right, it, I've been there, yep,
3: I'm yeah, wait
1: till I get down to that size
3: <laughs> yeah, so, so, loving ourselves and um knowing that the image that we see in the magazines maybe one percent of real women look like that, and who mm-hmm. told us we're supposed to look like that, um get off the pedestal of of um what we've been told we're supposed to look like, love who you are right now in your body, and start taking care of yourself the way you would a child that you love.
4: Mm.
1: Exactly. How you would take care of the, a child you love, someone or something you love. Bring or even yourself. your little puppy. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly. Treat
1: yourself you like, like we do your little, little puppies.
3: puppies. We do it, you know. Um,
1: And do you feel, because it it feels like there's a rewriting, because even Pygmalion, you can look at Cinderella has touches of that. Um, What was it? uh, My Fair Lady. My Fair Uh, Lady. uh, Pretty pretty Woman. woman. Pretty, yes, everybody, yes, exactly. Um, Do you feel by your research for writing the book and what you've been seeing that there may be a remolding, restructuring, editing of this? Or and or a moving away from it. you think
3: that that has started it all? I at do and I don't. I okay. do and I don't. I think it's so ingrained, and there are some cultures that are moving away a little faster than others, and I don't ever want to leave my sisters behind. You know, there are some cultures where a woman still, if she's raped, she's the one who has to be killed for it. Yes, because you yes, know she yep. she showed her body um so yes we're moving and then there's always backlash when you try to i mean i i look at the rise of sort of the strong man leader returning to like a masculine warrior culture thing not admitting your faults not not ever saying you're weak that to me is backlash to to women
2: mm.
3: bringing our own sense of self into the culture and making it valid. So it's not like, yeah, we did that, done, all sewed up. It's, it's mm-hmm. going to be long, long work, just like racism mm-hmm. is long work to undo and all the things, stories, you know, the story of white supremacy, that's a story somebody made up. It's going to mm-hmm. take a long time to undo that story, and it's going to take a long time time to undo the story second in creation first to sin but i do think it's happening and i do Mm -hmm. think it can only happen if each one of us calmly uh kindly yet fiercely be the change makers in our own circles Mm -hmm. oh that's powerful that's a great way to
1: start you know it always again starts with that we've got a couple comments in the chat divine mystic is saying that it's a process but women are moving on 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 from that and Tammy's also talking about self compassion that what you're talking about also having that self compassion for ourselves yeah, and,
3: and especially having self compassion if things are moving slowly in our own life and and um it 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 takes time in people's relationships and workplaces so to be compassionate but also impatient both mhm
1: mm-hmm. yeah it goes back to balance doesn't it that is the harmonizing mm-hmm. it's about you're allowed to be both you're allowed to have yes. sometimes very patient or combination. sometimes being impatient is a very good um, mhm very good tool elizabeth what let me ask you this um, i just your intentions for the book, what you're, you're intending by putting this out there, because I do feel like it's it's so timely that the time that this is coming out, I think the receptivity, yes, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even earlier, but I feel right now with so much movement, the puzzle pieces moving around, I think people are looking for different voices or different ways to interpret what is already out there in our mythology of life and living so how do you see people using this book and what are your intentions for this book
3: um my intention is for the whole world to change (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and my intention is that you know each one of us has such important work to do i don't have i don't believe in a hierarchy of importance in in people's jobs. You can be the president, you can you can just go to your child's school and speak truth to that power. It 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 doesn't really matter to me where you're going to use the inspiration from this book because I actually think everybody's job in life is as important as anybody else's. So I guess I would say my intention is to to encourage meaning to fill people with courage and a different kind of courage, a courage that doesn't harm, but that is impatient and strong. Mm-hmm. Love that, giving the courage. And I do think, when we touched on this,
1: the acknowledgement, the validation, to some level that is part of the human psyche. And so I feel like when you do have these, validating points or even constructs in the world,
3: it does give us courage. It's like, okay, you can do this. Yes, it does. There's nothing wrong with looking for validation, absolutely, Mm -hmm. especially from each other, you know. Mm -hmm. We can do it for each other. I think that's a big part.
1: Um, And as we free up, as, as we're thinking more egalitarian, freeing up and coming from that heart that courage, living more courageously, we show others that it's possible as well. You know, it works both ways.
0: Amen.
1: Uh, let's see. Amen. Uh, Tammy in the chat is saying, I've really appreciated this dialogue. Thank you so much. I feel so uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Love and blessings to you all. Thank you, Tammy, for that. Thank you. Thank you, everyone in the chat, uh, however and however you're listening. Listening to archives later or now. I appreciate it. Um, And, Elizabeth, I really appreciate you, um, all that you're doing, and taking the time to come on the program today. You've really given us a lot to... um, Think about but feel about. I, I'm with you, Tammy. I feel the upliftment, too. Wow, Elizabeth, you, you are an uplifter. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your presence and your insights. Thank you for having me. All right. Take good care. Bye. All right, everyone, that was Elizabeth Lesser. You can um, connect with her on her uh, website. Uh, the book that we were talking about is her most recent book, Cassandra Speaks. When women are the storytellers, the human story changes. Uh, very empower, emp- uh, empowering. I feel very uh, uplifted. I agree with you, Tamara. Great show. Thank you, Michelle. Love you too, Tammy. Thank you, Gail. Yeah, really great. Um, it is about sharing, changing the narrative. We can edit all stories. We can edit the story, even our own, our own story. We can edit. Um, if you want to go to Elizabeth's uh, website, she's at elizabethlesser.org uh, forward slash Cassandra Speaks. All right, everyone, always great to connect with all of you. Um, If you want information about the workshop that I'm doing this uh, weekend, the teleworkshop, love to have you there. More the merrier. You can go to soulplayground.life. You can find out more information also on uh, eventbrite.com. If you want to um, get more information about what it's about or register you can either go to soulplayground.life or eventbrite.com. Also, connect with me if you'd like to journey further with me on um, Instagram, Facebook, my Patreon um, platform, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache on Patreon, and, of course, my YouTube channel, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache Mache. Um, if you watch my videos, let me know what you think about them. And if you have any topic suggestions or guest suggestions uh, for Awakenings uh, with Michelle Mache podcast or you'd like uh, certain videos for me to do, certain topic in my videos on YouTube, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at com. All right, Radiant Lights, love you too, Tammy. Love you all in the chat. Who's in there? White Calla Lily, who else is in there? Divine Mystic, Athena, who else is in there? Um, I agree, White Calla Lily, great show. Yeah, really great guest. Uh, The book is great. And um, I like the idea, changing the narrative, edit the story. Why not? All right, Radiant Lights, Till next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course,